The following is a Bell to Bell B2B audio production. Bell to Bell is one of 50 plus trusted brands within the investor brand network, IBN. As a multifaceted financial news and publishing company, IBN uses its network of more than 5,000 key distribution outlets, as well as other corporate communication tools to introduce public and private companies to a wide audience of investors, consumers, journalists, and the general public. Our reputation for highly efficient communication strategies is based on the experience and relationships our team has in the space. It is Investor Brand Network's unwavering commitment to connect the investment community with companies that have great potential and a strong dedication to building shareholder value. The following interview may feature a client partner of Investor Brand Network. IBN may have been compensated for the production of this interview. Please be sure to read our entire disclaimer for full disclosure. Thank you. And here today is your host, Stuart Smith. Welcome one, welcome all to another online business briefing brought to you by the Investor Brand Network. And today we're speaking with Reflex Advanced Materials Corp. The company is traded on the CSE under the ticker symbol RF. LX and on the OTCQB under the ticker symbol RFLXF. Now, I want you to learn more about this company. Of course, you can do so by visiting the Investor Brand Network. Click, click on the Clients tab, and there in alphabetical order, you'll find a deep dive and profile into this company. But they've got a beautiful website as well. Go to Reflex Materials. Dot com. Now, with that, I'm lucky enough to be joined by the CEO, and he's also a director at Reflex Advanced Materials, and that's Paul Gorman. Paul, welcome to the show, and thanks for making time for us today. Stuart, thank you very much for having me today. Looking forward to speaking with you about Reflex Advanced Materials. Outstanding. Well, let's start there. Tell us a little bit about who is Reflex, the markets they operate in, and their business model. Absolutely. Reflex was really designed by a capital markets group taking a look at what was happening in North America pertaining to the electrification that was happening. Whether you look at EV cars or battery storage, there is a shift and we wanted to be part of that. So this capital markets group put together a very strong business plan. Uh, they included me in it, so I'm very happy to be part of the group. And we also looked at putting in a very strategic asset being the Ruby Graphite Mine, which is located in the southwestern part of Montana. The reason why that's very important is because currently there's absolutely no graphite production in the United States whatsoever, and it has been that way for over 60 years. So the leadership team at Reflex has positioned the company to take advantage of the looming global graphite shortage that we're seeing not only here, but uh, in the Pan-Pacific region as well as in Europe. And the reflex advantage is really built around domestic production, uh, domestic purification of graphite, and North America-based high-tech customers needing these new chemistries, which is all very exciting. Sometimes it's a little bit over people's heads because they just see the finished product. But there's a tremendous amount of work that goes into building out graphite, purifying graphite, and making graphite perfect for the chemistries of these new technologies. So... For Reflex, by partnering with best-of-breed companies, we can produce world-class battery-grade material from the Ruby deposit in Montana. Exciting stuff. And my quick takeaway is your company is being more proactive than reactive, which is key in these new markets that we're all being introduced to over the last 10, 20 years. Now, you call yourself an advanced material company. What does that mean exactly? 
Yeah, a little bit different than a graphite company. Normally, if you look at some of the big players that have been around for 100 years, the Graftex and the Asbury Carbons, they were lucky enough to import graphite from China. And as we all know, China is the behemoth of critical elements and rare earths. And because they have such a stranglehold uh, on these different industries, the only way that we could actually procure graphite for the last 100 years is to get graphite from China and then upgrade it or refine it for customer specifications. And at that point, it would be sold in large quantities. And it was a quantities game. So these companies did very well in bringing over a lot of graphite, selling a lot of graphite, and making small margins. But it worked. In today's real world, with advanced materials, the companies responsible for actually coming up with the purification specifications for these companies. And the most important part is you can't just drop off your material and get a smelter credit like you do with gold or silver. You actually have to work with the customer through a qualification program to make sure that your graphite, because it has different DNA than every other deposit, meets their chemistry qualifications. So as an advanced materials company, we're not looking to sell a tremendous amount of graphite. We're looking to actually sell graphite at a very, very high price in a very, very purified form. And that's what separates us from the other graphite companies. We're really an advanced materials company. Great stuff and a great education for those just learning about your company. And we want to introduce you to a broad swath of new investors. So what are the three most important functions of the company to become a success in the battery supply chain? Well, first of all, and most importantly, you have to have ownership. You have to have covenant of supply. And a lot of companies have made the mistake of trying to get graphite from places like Brazil or India, Madagascar, or even from China and then trying to sell it. And if you get cut off for whatever reason, because other companies need more and your supplies dwindle, you have no recourse with your customers. So the most important thing to stay in the game is to have a covenant of supply. And by owning the Groovy Graphite deposit in Montana, we have access to many, many years of high quality products. So that's the first thing that you sort of have to tick off. The second thing that's very important, and we spend a lot of money doing this, is metallurgy. Metallurgy is telling us all about the DNA of our graphite. And we're lucky enough to actually have a vein graphite deposit, which is completely different than what you would see around the world, which is disseminated flake. So as natural graphite comes out of the ground, its morphology tells you the way that it was produced. And we actually think that ours was produced through igneous rock, which is much different than the sedimentary rocks that it's normally formed in, which means that it's much denser and it's got a much higher grade of carbon. So we're lucky enough with Ruby to have a very, very high quality graphite right out of the ground, which requires a lot less uh, purity production and keeps our costs down. And then, of course, what we also have to do after the metallurgy is what's called a qualification program. We have to take samples of our graphite and send it out to customers who will then engineer the product to be perfect for them, send it back to us where we can re-engineer it and send it back to them. It sounds like a bit of a ping pong game, which it really is. And it costs thousands of dollars to actually qualify each of your customers, but they will be customers for life. Because once they get their chemistries into their technologies, they're using your graphite all the way through the process. And the most exciting part of that is we're really a made in America kind of company because our graphite's from the U.S., our customers are from the U.S., and all of our commerce will be kept in the U.S. And that's what's really giving us differentiators. So the qualification programs, the metallurgy and covenant of supply are the three most important things. 
Well, those are the most important things. Then what are the next step for the co- next steps, I should say, for the company moving forward? Well, there's lots of things we have to do. We're not a mining company. We're actually a marketing company. But the most important thing is to get our, uh, our property developed and have a feasibility study done. So the most important thing that we're working on right now and putting a lot of money into is a drilling program. Now, the cool thing about Ruby, and it's not really cool, it's just historical fact, but I call it cool, is it's a past-producing mine. It actually produced up until 1950. And then when the wars ended and they didn't need all of that graphite, which is used for track lubricants on tanks and ballistics and things like that, it was all shut down. But it stayed in good stead. Uh, the addits are still there. We're going to actually go in and we're going to spend a couple of million dollars drilling it this summer. And we're going to just prove that the graphite that we know is there is, is there. So once we get that drilling program done, we'll move to a bigger drilling program of about 10,000 meters uh, next summer. And by then, we should have a pretty good understanding of what we need to do from a feasibility uh, and environmental aspect. So that's kind of number one. That's kind of the highest priority. Number two would certainly be continuing on with metallurgy. So we want to make sure that we know how our graphite is going to react under all these different pressures uh, when they're put into EV batteries or into solar panels or into energy storage, uh, even into biosensors. So we've got all of these different qualification programs that need to happen over the next two years to qualify our material. And having all of those things happen contemporaneously really helps us understand what the customer wants. And it also shows the people that finance our company that we're not falling further behind. So we actually have all these things happening, which will lend itself to people wanting our material and us being able to produce the material. Well, what are the barriers to entry to be part of the electrification of North America? There's a few barriers. I think the biggest one is if you don't have good quality graphite, a lot of customers at the high-end, high-tech applications can't use you. So we've seen time and time again, a lot of companies come to the forefront with big plans and they just never get anywhere because the graphite has a lot of issues. It might have uh, other minerals intercalated with it, which they can't remove without wrecking the graphite, or they might put it under pressure or heat and it just kind of exfoliates, which is not really the direction that you want to go. So it has to be good quality graphite. And the second thing is you have to be close to a population, a water source. You have to be close to logistics, proximity to all of those things are very important. And a lot of these graphite deposits that are out there are way too far away from a proper population uh, close to, you know, railway tracks or roads. And the CapEx costs skyrocket once that happens. So uh, your margins go down considerably if you can't be close to all of those things. The good thing about Ruby is that Ruby is right next to Dillon, Montana. I always joke that uh, you can be back at dinner table by 6 o'clock if you leave the property at 5.30. So uh, we're close to everything. We have a solar farm that's being erected right around the corner. And we've got two talc processing facilities on both sides of us. So we've got lots of people lots of uh, capability, and we're close to a lot of rail lines and uh, major highways. Well, very good listeners. Once again, we're speaking with Reflex Advanced Materials Corp, traded under the ticker symbol RFLX on the CSE and on the OTCQB RFLXF. We're speaking with the CEO and director for the company, Paul Gorman. Paul, any last thoughts about Reflex you want the audience to know about? 
Yeah, I think um, we've always talked about how new a company we are, but I think that sometimes it's not bad to be late to the party. A lot of people that show up early to the party usually have to help out with picking the music and getting all the solo cups set up and the bar all set up. But Reflex likes to come in at 11 o'clock when everyone's had a couple of drinks and, uh, and the party's already started. So we're really looking at the electrification of the U.S. and being part of that, being part, like a, a major part of the supply chain. And I've always said that because China has dominated the graphite market, uh, this looming issue of demand is continuing to go up. And there's a very smart group in London, England, called Benchmark Mineral Intelligence. And Benchmark has uh, put out a report recently that shows that just to keep up with EV demand for EV vehicles and lithium-ion batteries, we're going to need more than 97 new graphite mines to come on line in the next 10 years. And uh, that's a significant number. So even if we're part of that 97, uh, we have a substantial chance to move further down um, downstream with our vein graphite material that lends itself to really, really high-tech applications. Um, there is no graphite production in the U.S., and so the USGS and the government are putting together large stimulus packages through different reforms like Title III and the Inflation Reduction Act. So we've seen hundreds of millions of dollars uh, being earmarked for these different ventures, soon to be billions of dollars. So there's lots of stimulus happening. We've definitely got some tailwinds uh, occurring here, and graphite's the place to be right now in 2023. Well, that's Paul Gorman, and he may have given me one of the best comparisons analogies that I've ever heard. You guys show up to the party when everybody's ready to rock. So, Paul, it's been a great interview with you. Loved learning about your company. We expect great things from you and Reflex Advanced Materials here in 2023 and well beyond. Thanks for your time, Paul. Thanks, Stuart. Thank you very much. All right. For Paul Gorman, it's Stuart Smith saying thanks so much for listening. This audio production is an original broadcast provided by Bell to Bell B2B and all rights are reserved. B2B is your primary destination for informative updates and exclusive interviews with executives operating in fast-moving industries. We make market hours more informative with deep dives into the stocks on our watch list and in-depth examination of the trends guiding North American markets forward. Bell to Bell is another trusted brand under the Investor Brand Network, IBN. IBN may receive payments for corporate communication relations, as well as various press releases and social media solutions provided to its client partners. You should assume that officers and directors of IBN or financial analysts mentioned hold a position in and may intend to trade the securities for their own accounts. This interview is not an offer or recommendation to buy or sell securities. Information in this broadcast is presented solely for informative purposes and is not intended to be or should it be construed as investment advice. As in all investments, investment in the featured company carries an investment risk. Listeners should review the company thoroughly with a registered investment advisor or registered stockbroker. This audio interview by IBN is not purported to be a complete study of the featured company or other companies mentioned. Information used in statements of fact have been obtained from featured company and other sources but not verified nor guaranteed by IBN as to completeness and accuracy. Such information is subject to change without notice. Please see our full disclaimers and disclosures at investorbrandnetwork.com.